Welcome everybody to Red's Ramblings. Today, very special guest, at least for me, Mark Walter of Walter's World, big guy on YouTube. For those who watch my show, I do a lot of cultural episodes where I reach out to people from different countries. And considering I don't have a background in history or anything like that, I go through and try and look up things on these specific countries so I don't sound like an idiot every time I speak to people. Walter's one of those uh, channels on YouTube that I frequent a lot in trying to, again, not sound that dumb when I speak to these people. So first off, thank you very much for the content that you got and that you put out. It's very family friendly. It's very easy to understand. And you, again, you, you've, you've helped my channel a lot in just not allowing me to sound so stupid sometimes. I'm so glad I can help out, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for that, Mark. And go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more. Sure. Hi, I'm Mark Walters. I run the Walters World Travel and Culture Channel on YouTube. Uh, we like to focus on helping people travel better. So we focus on honest travel advice, what you do and don't do when you go to different countries, different cultures, try to get you prepared with some of the fun culture shocks you might hit or have. So you're not like, what's going on? So you're more yeah. kind of prepared. So instead of some little hiccup turn, making your vacation bad, it becomes an exciting thing. So we do what we can to help people travel better. Yeah. And again, I've learned a lot from it, especially cultural misunderstandings and misrepresentations you definitely hit on that quite often because from here from the states you know we learn certain aspects of of cultures or we don't even hit on certain cultures but you you go in there and like hey you might have heard this but it's actually that you have a lot of stuff like that and the do's and don'ts are definitely a thing because what might be okay here in the states or in other countries is not necessarily okay in other countries Exactly. So I want to ask, how did you get started in this? Because you do like what I would love to do, but you're already doing it, obviously. H how does one get started in traveling? Because you, you're a professor as well, right? Yeah, I'm a professor of marketing in my day job. And then my, my, my side hustle, as you right? like say, or actually my, my very expensive hobby <laughs> is traveling. Um, no, so... I've actually, since I was young, I mean, I studied abroad twice when I was in high school, twice when I was doing undergraduate. I did my master's abroad, my PhD abroad. I've worked abroad, lived abroad for 12 years, basically straight. And just, it's always been something I've really loved. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like one to travel was great. I remember when I was younger, people were like, oh, you should write this stuff down. I'm like, I don't want to write it down. No one want to listen to that or watch it. So I never did. So like for, you know, 20 years, I didn't do anything, yeah. here, 15 years. And then I remember I was in the Veneto region of Italy and I got this guidebook. And the, I mean, it, like I got off the airport in Venice. I'm like, well, I'm gonna be here for you know a few weeks. I might as well pick up a guidebook and, and see what to do. So I get a guidebook and first first city, first thing it mentions, this town sounded fantastic. I'm like, wow, this sounds really good. I've never yeah. heard of this town. I gotta go there. And so I go see my Italian buddies and I, and I show them this is where I'm gonna go tomorrow because they're working and I, you know, I was on vacation. It's like, oh man, that sounds great. I, I, we've never been there. It should tell you something when people that live like 45 minutes from a place have never been there. Right. And I just like multiple friends. And so I ended up going there and like 
the palace was closed, they're getting remodeled, like getting done up. The museums didn't really have anything. There wasn't even really like good food. The, it was just like a total letdown. And I got really upset because I thought, man, this, this guidebook basically lied to people. It lied to right. people because it told them the good stuff, not the bad stuff. And, and I thought of my friends, because I was doing my PhD at the time. And so I was you know, in my late twenties. And I was thinking my buddies who had, you know, 10 days of vacation, you know, maybe 20, you know, maybe, maybe you can go for two weeks, but you figure when you're in your twenties, you got like two or three weddings, you got to go to a year. Right. Yeah. So there's a couple of days, vacation days gone there. You know, and then you got, I got to go see mom and dad for the holidays. So you're like, I got like one week I can go someplace. And I'm like, okay, a Friday to Sunday trip, you know, Friday through the week to the next Sunday, that's 10 days. And this guidebook gave this, you know, over the overinflated description that made me go there. I'm thinking of my buddies, they lost 10% of maybe their one time in their life to go to Europe. A day was wasted because what? Somebody got some free food somewhere, got a free place to stay, or, or they got paid to say something nice. And I'm like, that's not right. And right. so from that moment on, I said, no, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna make videos on helping people travel, but be honest with it, tell the good and the bad. And that's why we started off with these five love and hates videos, and from yes. there went to culture shocks and don'ts, and now we got like little like small little mistakes you might you might have have when you go places. So that's what kind of drove the the more travel kind of stuff making the videos I'd, I'd been making videos for my students uh when i lived in portugal because i was teaching in english and not everyone was a native speaker so right. i wanted to make the students learn the material so i would do like summary videos for the topics so that they want to study they could watch that understand how stuff works uh, and then my my fiance at the time is my wife now she was coming to move to portugal so i wouldn't get her ready to go there so i made like language videos for her and culture videos so there's a lot of things that went into it but really it was just being so disappointed mm -hmm. in that guidebook and then reading blogs and other guidebooks you kind of see where they're kind of it's the prague of the east the prague of the west the prague of yeah. the south like or like the new prague or the paris of the east i'm like there's one paris is one prague okay like right. stop up with this stuff okay so <laughs> that kind of drove me into this yeah i've come across that in trying to find other information of countries when you look up like a lot of the top 10 or top 100 channels, it'll be funny. And I'm not gonna call any of those channels out cause hey, you know, they're doing their job, but you, you get, exactly. You gotta do what you gotta do, but it's funny. Some of them you come across and it's like top 10 or top hundred, whatever of so-and-so country. And then the comments like I'm from here and no, like that's, that's not a thing. And yeah. it's like, ah, so I can't use that because the people on the grounds, you know, say no, which is sort of what you ran into there. And so, yeah, it, it's great that you are one of the ones that I've come across that boots on the ground. You're there. You're not just speaking from a closet on stuff that you Googled. You're there on the ground talking to the people, walking through the streets and everything. So that I want to ask. The years you've been doing this, I'm assuming you know more than one language. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I, yeah, I, uh, I as I say, I would feel comfortable teaching it. I mean, give me, give me some time to practice again, but like, right. I could teach obviously in English, Spanish, Portuguese, and German, mm -hmm. and then I can have like, I, I would say like intermediate Italian, and I could be a good tourist in French. <laughs> <laughs> so. So those things there, but I mean, I've lived a lot of places over the years and it's funny when people say, if you don't use a language, you, you lose it. It's really true. Cause when I lived in Lithuania, um, I actually ended up teaching in Lithuanian, but right now I can, I can survive at the bar and my restaurant and buying some right. train tickets about all I can do or bus tickets, I should say, is about all I can do in Lithuanian. Maybe, you know, and it's funny how they kind of disappear when you don't use them. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, I know, because I, I would hope to the countries. I've spoken to 30 plus countries now at this point. Cool. And oh, dude, it, it's it's been amazing. I mean, you, you know, when you go to a new yeah. country, it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I would love to get to that point, hopefully, when, you know, the world's not in shambles like it is, basically, to be yeah. able to travel and do that. And I feel like to be respectful to the culture and the people, I should pick up a f at least a few phrases to, like you said, be able to hold sort of a conversation because I only know English. That's all I know. I know a few words in Spanish, a few words in German, but to hold a conversation in either, no, not not at all. Um, yeah, and what's amazing, even if you just know, like I used to do these videos, like 10 words you should know in a language, but like mm -hmm. no one ever watched them, so I stopped making them. But it was always like, seriously, you, you don't know how much it means to people just know how to say thank you in their language. Yes. And I mean, we can all say, you know, gracias and stuff like that. But if you're like some random country, like Lithuania, you say achu, they're like, oh, you know Lithuania. Like, no, dude, I only know the word achu, which is thank right. you. Right. They're so happy. I mean, I can't tell you times I've been places. And I'll just learn like, you know, please, thank you, yes, no, where is the bathroom? And, and you're like, I want, like, I want, you know, Yahoo Etta, I want that, you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, like, drink free. Yes. Trying. And, and those are things like, you got to go out of your comfort zone when you go to these countries because just trying language, even if you butcher it, they're just so happy you tried. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of tourists that don't try and they get mad and mean. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you, how dare you not speak English or whatever. You're like, dude. You're asking some 80 year old, you know, babushka, <laughs> like, like she grew up at a different time, man. Like there was right. that English going around. And so knowing some words really goes a long way, but you're right. Like having a conversation that changes everything. Like, um, for me, I, I always, people ask me like, where's your, where's your favorite place to go in certain places? And I'm like, yeah, I love going to Brazil. It's my favorite place to go to yes. if you speak Portuguese, it's a great place to visit if you don't mm -hmm. speak but I love it if you speak Portuguese because the Brazilians are so much fun, but you got to speak Portuguese to really get everything out of it. I mean, there's been a number of times we've been in Italy and I'll just like, you know, strike up a conversation with people next to us and and they're like, oh, you're a foreigner that speaks, you know, decent Italian. And so we'll chat for a while and they'll invite us to their house and we'll go do stuff. And I remember this one time, there's a restaurant we go to in Rome and we're just sitting there and my my kids were a lot younger then. And, and the, the nine-year-old was like, a baby we're talking like baby baby like seven eight weeks old okay right so we're sitting there chatting they're like you know why are you here with the baby i'm like oh well we were living in portugal we just came over and we're speaking italian and people are like that's so wonderful turns out they were the owner of the restaurant and they're like come back tomorrow and they hooked us up with everything we got like a whole back room they're like yeah. don't worry and they're like you come back tomorrow the the wife yeah, wife the grandma whatever it was she's like i'll take care of the baby the whole time so you two can actually have a meal and we'll entertain the because my oldest was like four yeah he was four yeah. at the time so like we'll take care of them and you guys can have dinner i'm like oh thanks <laughs> so that was and really just because cool. you were able to strike up a simple conversation yeah exactly because you never know i mean it's right. crazy. my mom and it's not just like young people my mom i remember we were in norway together and it was around saint patrick's yeah. day years ago and we go into a store and you know we, you know i knew like big thank you and please and i was like my mom wants to know like that was it you know yeah and this lady's like she just looks at she goes 
you're in Norway. We all speak English. What do you need? <laughs> you know? And so we ended up chatting with her. She invited us to our house. We went out for like St. Patrick's Day to an Irish pub with her. She's like, no, you need to go here. Um, I met people in the street, so I went out with them. But my mom, she went and hung out with this all these Norwegian like adults for, you know, uh, a couple nights. So it was just great. Just like meeting people. It's it's such a good thing, but just trying. Like mm -hmm. that, that, that appreciation you show of someone's culture by trying to speak the language or, I mean, like I said, just one word, two words makes a big difference. Yeah, because I know when I look into countries and I'll find something that I like, like whether it's a landmark or a type of food, piece of architecture, something like that. A lot of times, yeah, it's in definitely it's in the native tongue. So I'm like, okay, first off, when I do it, if I can't find a verbal, uh, a, a site that has it verbally spelled out or said, I'll be like, hey, I'm a attempt this but i'm probably gonna butcher it my apologies but when you do get it or you even do get it close to like oh you were like one of the first or you yep. know good job something like that and it's just for like you said attempting to, to to at least try to understand the language and the culture for a lot of them that's that's like key that's number one yeah and especially i find especially if you go to a country or a city that's not really popular visiting like Mm -hmm. When I would go to Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, like, yes. like no one goes there. Like it's very few. So when you go and you speak a little a few of the words, they're like, wait a minute. And they're so, they're like so happy, but yeah. so proud at the same time that someone did that. Like when you go to Greece, like Greece knows no one speaks Greek except the ancient Greeks. And, <laughs> and so you, you'll, you'll have which is like, thank you. And they're like, hey, you know, and so like, they're so pumped. Like, here, you can have a little more Rocky, a little more, a little more Uzo for you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's funny. My dad, my dad learned the word, you know, Epcaristo, and he did. We actually had to stop the people from bringing him. Was, <laughs> you know, we were in Athens, and it was like our last night. My parents, I was living in Portugal at the time, and my parents came. We like met in, in, in Greece and did like a two week thing together. And it's like our last day together. We're like, oh, we'll eat at one of the squares, do this. And it's the end, and the guy brings out the Uzo, my dad, who's like, his ver the guy grew up he's from the we're born of the 40s never learned tried right. to like spanish when he was in his 50s like had every book on tape back yeah. in the day he would try he would try bless his heart but just never quite got it and he actually got close to f Caristo, and the guy was like oh great so he just pours it again so my dad's like oh this is good f Caristo. and the guy keeps going like and he was really like dude you gotta, you gotta cut it off you gotta cut Try it like, stop yeah, yeah. Like, he's gotta live tomorrow but the guy was just so <laughs> happy that this old american guy was like you know using his one word of greek mm -hmm just it's just really nice and and that's one thing it really shows that we're all kind of the same like we all want to communicate yes with each other and if we find some kind of connection it really like perks people up yeah i've probably the biggest thing i've learned since i've been doing my show since about march and i've been doing the cultural episodes say june or july is when i started that mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things i've learned and you, you kind of touched on it, and I'm sure you can go into more detail from your experiences that like, so I'm born and raised in the South here in the States. I live in South Carolina, but I, I've spoken with people literally halfway around the world, Philippines, you know, Indonesia, whatever, and never spoken to them beforehand. You know, all this type of stuff. I reached out like, Hey, do you want to talk? And they said, yes. And in the end of a lot of these conversations, really all of these conversations with these people, you realize whether, you know, you grew up rich or poor, 
what, whatever race, religion, anything, you you still come to to realize that yo he's he or she's pretty much just like me. Exactly. Different background, different upbringing, different all this doesn't matter. Old or younger than me doesn't matter. Like you still find that commonality between everybody, and it's something that again for me not not uh, traveling, never being outside the country. I watch people in other countries. I love history and everything. So I had an idea, but I always figured, well, they can't be that similar. But once you speak to them, they, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, no, matter. Everyone's so similar. I know. And that's just it. People ask me, who, who are the best people around when you travel? I'm like, there's great people everywhere. everywhere. You know what? There's jerks everywhere you go to. But For like, sure. That's just it. Like, you, when you travel, you really start to see. It's like, look. We're all kind of simple. We all kind of going through the same. We're all living the same, different version, but it's the same kind of life we're going yes. through. And every, you know, no matter where you go in the world, everybody hates the cable company. You know, like, <laughs> like, like some things are just international. Like, oh, I got to pay the gas bill. You're like, oh yes. yeah, you know. And so you have these kind of commonalities. That's one thing. If we want to look for silver linings for the whole pandemic, like one of the things yes. I see that that stops people from talking to people when they travel is they're like, what do we talk about? Like, mm -hmm. I feel weird asking about food or what I should do in their country or their city or whatever. I'm like, well, now everyone in the entire world has one, like, we have one common thing. Mm -hmm. We can talk about what did you do during the pandemic? You know, if right. you have, because people will make friends. If they have kids, you go to the park, you're going to make friends with other parents because, oh, we both have this kid that's snotting all over themselves and going <laughs> to fall down. We can talk about that. You have that. And this gives everybody some kind of common ground that we can talk about. That's why they would say, oh, you can always talk about the weather. You know, it's like, yeah, we all deal with the weather. So we all, but then you start to realize when you travel, man, we all are going through this same life thing. We right. all got kids, we all got bills. We all want to see the world and meet new people and talk and be together. And it really makes you go, you know what? We can all get along. We can all get yes. along. Cause in the end, we're all pretty much the same. Yeah. And I think that's why I've tried to underline on each of my videos, especially with the way here in the States and just worldwide, the way the past year have been it's been a big divide for different various reasons yeah. but in speaking with people we're it come we're all human beings and some might say that's cliche to say but what when you true? speak it's true it's, it's true. true and it's something i didn't i kind of sort of had a feeling but i've really come to understand it at a deeper level now we're speaking with all these people from everywhere and it's one of the most amazing takeaways i mean again i have friends in brazil now i have friends in the philippines japan russia like everywhere that i didn't have a year ago that i never would have imagined a year and ago had the pandemic, you wouldn't have you know that, that's one of the things yeah you're like, probably like we you know since we're not we've done some travel around the u.s but i wouldn't have done anywhere near as much travel around the u.s with the pandemic and staying home yes. And then we've got to meet more people online. So like, you know, there's there's people that are, I'm like excited. Like, oh, we're going to go drive through Indiana, you know, a couple months. I'm like, we're going to see Liz and Derek because we've got to see them. You know, it's like you, you we made these new friends. And now you're like, yes. oh, I can't wait to see them and develop our friendship even more. Yes, 100% agree there. Because I know every time where I get done with a country and I'm like, one day I hope to go. And they're like, well, you better come to my house so I can show you around. Like, yes. Of course, yeah. I'm. I know you there, so yes, I'm going to feel more comfortable there, and you can show me around all that kind of good stuff. Definitely 
a huge highlight of the past year that I've had is, is in doing this. And again, behind the scenes before, you know, I reached out to you, you were a big part of that. So again, I know we're like halfway. Thank you again for everything that you do. It's, it's been I, great. I'm glad I can help out. I'm glad I can be here. Oh, that, that, that definitely means a lot. I want to ask since obviously we have the pandemic and yeah, you've been doing more of a state traveling than going state to state here in the country. When do you have an idea of when you'll be able and if like go back abroad and if so, what's the first country you, you're planning? Well, it's funny. I've been people ask me this question since like March. I'm and sure. At the time, it was like, well, whatever, whatever next plane ticket I have that's available because everything keeps getting canceled, and it got to the point we actually had no more plane tickets. So, yeah. like right now, the one thing we have is stuff based in the U.S. for travel. But um, there was a wedding. I was supposed to be the best man. Talk about meeting random people while traveling. A, a really? Italian guy I met. An Italian couple actually I met in Brazil 15 years ago. We became best friends. He's actually the guy I was going to, I went to stay with when I was doing, when I had that, uh, he's like, oh, that town sounds great in Italy. Yes, yes. Same guy. Um, he's getting married. They've been together for 20 years. She finally said, okay, we've been together for 20 years, 2020, and June 20th is our anniversary. So it's a sign that we should get married. So they're like, oh, I'm like, no, we have to go. Like, so we're going, gets canceled. They can't have the wedding. So now they're scheduled again for this next June, this coming June. And I don't know if it's going to, I mean, I want to go, yeah. but I don't be able to go. Um, but I, I know that will probably be the first one because mm -hmm. if, if something, if we can go this summer, it'll be good to go to the wedding. So For I, sure. I have um, But on, honestly, right now, it's funny, like when we plan out our travels, I kind of have like, you know, the next like two or three years, I have a rough idea of what we're going to do, like kind of penciled out, you know? Okay. So like 2020 was, you know, we're going to go to a Caribbean thing for spring break because then we can do like adventure stuff with the kids and they like that. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a big time difference. So when we come back, the kids are okay for school. And then it was like, okay, then the summer I usually teach in Europe. So then they come after school gets out and then we're going to do, you know, we'll do the wedding in Italy. Then we're going to go to Israel, go down to Kenya, uh, see Greece. Like we had that kind. And then it was like in the fall, we're going to do Ireland. And then, you know, it was kind of like, and then it was like, and I knew that we we're going to do Australia and New Zealand for Christmas. So it's like, that year was kind of planned out, but then yeah. this year was going to be India and Southeast Asia and, and then everything kind of collapsed in on itself. So we kind of had everything stacked like a deck, uh, you know, house of cards. Mm -hmm. And then it all just kind of collapsed Boom. down. I yeah. just had this deck of, of places. So it's kind of like, well, where can we go? Where's it safe to go? Where are we allowed to go? Yes. You know? and, and so there's that, cause we travel with our kids and you know, we have to wait for the, get our vaccine. And then when, when, when the kids can get it and when what are the restrictions, yep. so yeah, it's, I, I'm hoping, like, I'll have days and I'm really hopeful and I'll plan for trips, like, in the end of summer and in the fall. Right. Then other days I'm like, ah, oh, forget it. We're just going <laughs> to, we're not going anywhere. We're staying in the U.S. this year. So, which is fine because there's a, little, a lot of great places in the U.S. Like, I, right. last year I made, like, thir I kind of put together, like, 13 different U.S.-based road trips mm -hmm. from where we live in Illinois. I'm like, these are all cool. I want to do all of them. So we got three of them done last year. We're doing another one here next month um but then i'm like but then there's like the big ones that are like oh right. you go huge thing at the glacier we're going all the way to the west coast that's like well if italy doesn't happen we're going all the way out to oregon and we're going to montana for glacier like you're kind of like okay we're gonna get all this stuff and yeah so so yeah i you know i'll be happy to go anywhere 
be honest. All right, that that travel itch has got to be burning. I'm sure. Oh, it is. I mean, we we have been lucky because our kids, um, they've been online. Like their school district went online. Yeah. So we went for a month out to the Mountain West in September. We went down to Mississippi and Texas and Arkansas for a month in November. So we got to at least do that because our I mean our kids are bouncing off the walls now. So yeah. we get get them out. They're like, oh, road trip, yeah, like. My 14 year old is excited to go to grandma's house again because he's like, get out of the house. I mean, oh, like, yeah. Like, 14 year olds aren't really hyped up to go make cookies. Like, <laughs> you know, so, so that he was happy. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I know last year, me and my wife, we had planned, I mean, we, we planned to get married in North Carolina. I love North Carolina. My family's from North Carolina. So, my, the plan, we had everything planned out, right? rooms were booked everything was paid for and sure and no then, <laughs> oh no thankfully thankfully no, we were no, able to God, yeah, yeah yeah um I, know people that, I mean i lost a lot of money i know a lot of people oh, lost a lot of money on stuff they couldn't get anything back oh i'm sure definitely oh I, yeah we were definitely one of the lucky ones there uh and we had planned that and it was supposed to be a waterfall tom's creek in front of a waterfall and we scoped it out in march prior gorgeous setting i love the mountains 100 percent, all that yeah. and we were supposed to have all that planned out and wedding in at, in front of a waterfall i mean come on you can't it's hard that's, to, like, that's right? like no that's the one you show the pictures people are like oh that's a staged wedding that's not real oh man like, yeah and we went and scoped it out beforehand and it was picture perfect. Then everything came crashing down. Deck of cards, boom, came crashing down. But thankfully we were still able to legally get married. Weren't able to do it. Thank you, thank you. It's It's been wonderful. Hey, be don't eat too much because I can't wear my ring anymore because I got too fat. <laughs> You're skinny, so be... <laughs> So we, we were able to make it work and we're planning still on renewing them up there. Basically that way we can still see a waterfall, have those gorgeous pictures and just be there again. Cause I love North Carolina air, the mountain airs. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's, it's different. It's different than regular air. It's like, you know how people say Sprite, McDonald's Sprite has an extra crisp. Yeah. That's North Carolina mountain air for me. Yeah, no, I, that's one thing. So we used to go, we live in Illinois. My wife was living in Georgia. And so we would always, when we come back okay. from our business, we'd always drive down and go see. So there's two, we could either go down through Nashville and Atlanta, or we, she has friends live in Cary, North Carolina. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we would go through Cary and then through Asheville going out. So we yes. always saw all the stuff around there. And it was like, dude, it's just, I mean, I understand why North Carolina is, everyone loves that place. It is just oh, gorgeous. Yeah. So hopefully that's like, oh, I don't have that air here though. <laughs> oh, it's totally, yeah, yeah, definitely don't at all. <laughs> and we were planning and it's, it's still the plan for our honeymoon to be in Scotland. Cause I'm 40, cause I'm 40% Scottish in case you couldn't tell, right? <laughs> uh, I don't judge, hey. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people. Right, so when know, I had my goatee out about this long, it turned all red. So really, some, yeah, I have some Scottish in me. Actually, we just, my mom and I, not 2020, but 2019, we went to the Shetland Islands and we like found the yes. graves and all the stuff. And, and it's funny cause like the, there was Norwegian were there for a long time. And mm -hmm. so my mom did that 23 and me thing. And they're like, oh yeah, yes. you got 3% Norwegian. They're like, boom, there's where it's from. 
Yeah, so, I did the ancestry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did that and I'm forty percent Scottish, along with right. some some other stuff as well. So some other nowhere near as cool as Scottish. So, stuff. Yeah, some other stuff I don't really care for or not <laughs> like care about per, per se. Yeah. Not definitely not as much as Scottish. Yeah. Um and my my wife's got a fair amount of Scottish in her too, so that's it's cool. always been a dream to go there. And thankfully, I have two friends now that I've spoken to that live up there. So I know where I can go. Shout out to you, Sophina and Birgit. I'm coming to see you at some point. Yeah, no, if you can go, like, that's one thing I tell you is like, look, if you're not sure where to go and you're going to travel, find where your family's from and go there because mm-hmm. it really does mean a lot. Like, I know the first time I went to Germany, like, my a lot of my ancestry is, we have Scottish. On my dad's mm-hmm. side, it's mostly German. And so like going to eat at grandma's house and, and, and great grandma's and stuff. And, and I went to Germany the first time and I'm like, it's like I'm eating my grandma's food every meal. And it, right. but it, like, I was, you know, I was like 18, 19 at the time. I didn't, I didn't make the connection. And later on, I'm like, ding, grandma's ding, yep. noodles were spetzel and her <laughs> sauerkraut was sauerkraut. Now it's like, you know, you're like, you're like mine just All like, coming oh, together. God, this is what it's from. And, and then you start talking to your family and they're like, oh, my dad's like, oh yeah, my grandma, she only spoke German. And I'm like, wait, did anyone else speak German? No, just her. <laughs> so that leads to a whole other conversation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, dude, awesome. you guys can go there. I mean, and the thing is, Scotland is like, you can be alone. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's a honeymoon. Yeah. So you can be alone. Yeah. You can hike together. <laughs> um, but when you do decide to go, man, make sure you're booking. If you're going to go in the summer, make sure you book way early because mm-hmm. the places up there do book out in the summer. Yes. Fairly far in advance. So. Yeah, yeah. We we had look. We haven't said anything yet because again, don't yes. know if we can go anywhere yes. or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, because I keep up with them because I think they're still on like level five, if I recall last time I spoke with them. So. We we had, we had friends that had gone up there and they went. They were gone. They went September, October, November. Mm-hmm. Because they went like for three, so they did the two week quarantine, and then they went through England, yeah. and they were in Scotland, and then the new lockdowns came, so they had to come back down and to get out to fly, excuse me, to fly out, but they couldn't go to Wales or anything. But yeah. they they had a great time up there. I mean, we've always had a great time with Scotland. I'm, I'm always like, dude, go. It's right. It's, and the people, oh, yeah. just like it, the people are super friendly, and they're super friendly in Scotland. Oh, no, yeah, I've heard plenty of stories about that. Like, I think it was Birgit when she and her son moved from Estonia, actually. And they they car broke down in front of a house. And, you know, strangers, they had no idea. And the lady of the house kept coming out, you know, and she had called their equivalent of AAA to come get them. And the lady kept coming out because the, I guess, tow truck service was late or whatever. And they said they were there for like three, four hours. And the lady's still at the house, you know, do you want us to help you? You know, you want to come inside, all this kind of stuff. And finally, after just wait for so long, she like took her up on her offer and yeah. went inside, you know, probably got a meal or two, I'm sure. But yeah, extremely nice. Again, just if you were to Google Scotland, just landscapes and all that is breathtaking. It's absolutely breathtaking. And one of the things I looked into before getting on with you is your wife, Jocelyn, she has her own show, Simply yeah. Simply Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. And it's it seemed, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't watched hers as well at all compared to yours. Definitely more geared towards food. Yes. And she has a, 
a history of or background in like history and architecture and stuff like that, correct? Yep. Yeah, her channel. So Jocelyn was trying to figure out how she could have her own kind of thing. And and so we came up with her, her Simply Jocelyn channel because she, you know, she's a fantastic cook. I mean, I, honestly, since we've got married, I've put on a hundred pounds because she's that, not because we eat out, it's because she's that good of a cook. And like, it's too good to say no. Right. So oh, yeah. She's good at that. So like, there was that. And then I started to see about a year ago, year and a half ago, our food videos on Walter's World, they just never got watched. Like, mm -hmm. don'ts, shocks, love and hates, they would get shown to people, but the food videos would never get shown. So it was like no one was watching them. So I'm like, well, there's not really a point for me to, to put those videos out if no one's gonna watch them. Mm -hmm. yeah, but people watch them, like them. But I'm like, what do we do? And so Joss was making her food stuff. Like we started making her, her cooking channel. And she's like, well, we can do other things. She's like, you know, I can make the food videos on my channel. So since we started, since this, she started the channel this summer, she started making like what to eat when you're in Nebraska, what to eat when you're in Montana, what to eat, you know, in South Dakota. So she's now taking over the food thing from her mm -hmm. perspective and we're putting it all on there. So I still have like 15, like what to eat in Italy, what to eat in France. Yeah. Eat. So I have these, I'm like, should I just put them all? So it's me saying, hey, this is Mark from Heavy Fellow Travelers. Mark from <laughs> like, do I put that on her channel or mine? So I'm trying to decide what to do with that. But but that channel is more food-based. And then she's looking at different things because her background's in historic preservation. Mm, yes. uh, so, so we were in Natchez, Mississippi in November and she was filming some stuff there. She's like, this, is, this city's got so much historic buildings. This could be something. So we're just trying to figure out you know what she wants to do with it and see what what works what doesn't work but uh yeah she she's she's doing good she's like hey I'm, it's funny because she'll be like because i'm like i'm gonna film this tomorrow i'm gonna film this next week she's she'll like knock on my door hey i, I want to make this dish for dinner tonight uh so we're gonna film it like, oh okay right. <laughs> so I'm like stuff up and i'll edit it together so oh yeah i mean that that's it's good when you are able to create something out of your passion obviously your passion is cooking uh, historical preservation, which I love because a big thing of my, uh, an additional reason of why I've started doing the culturals because I love ancient history yeah. and love looking at old stuff, ruins, temples, caves, all that kind of stuff, which brings me to my next thing of one of the biggest things I've come across that blew my, my culture shock, probably my biggest culture shock I've come to learn in, in doing these episodes of mine. And I'm sure you have some awesome uh, details that I would love to hear from you about this. India, because growing up here in the States, we didn't, at least I, didn't learn a lot about India, right? I think probably like the Indian, you know, what was it? Their, their company, trading company that they had back then. Trading but it was, company. But it was really just named after India. It was, you know, because British owned it and all that kind of stuff. And I've done four episodes now with people from India, from diff different parts, because India is so huge. Yeah, you know, and, I, and people, yeah, no, and people don't realize like South yes. India, North India. I mean, it is They're not the same. Totally yes. Yeah, like we, um, I've had a lot of number of Indian students over the years and become good friends and. and we and it there is like mark when you come because again this was supposed to be into years you know and yeah. it's like when you come and we're like no we're bringing the family we're all coming like okay so i got my buddy dwee he's like all right so what we're going to do like he's got it all planned out you know it's funny it's yeah. like 
And then there's another cousin like, I don't know, we're going to go to Goa because I know you were in Portugal. So you got to go to Goa to see what it's, you know, the Portuguese influence was really like. And the people were like, you got to come. And so we're wanting to go. But you're right. Like, we don't learn hardly anything. Like, we, we, we learned the partition when, you know, India and Pakistan split and, and you know, Bangladesh. And, but, but otherwise, like, you know, Gandhi. And, but yeah, we really learned very much. And I think that's one thing I think is nice is that, you know, with podcasts, with YouTube channels, now more of this history can get out. So if you're interested, yes. you, you'll learn it. Like, you know, Crash Course History, the guys from uh, the, the Vlog Brothers guys, the mm -hmm. Hank and Tom Green. Tom Green has this uh, Crash Course. So it's like, you can learn anything. It's a Crash Course version of it. So they make it, you know, it's all the infographics kind of fun and, yeah. you know, nation. But it's like, oh, you can learn about Indian history. You can learn about world history. You can learn mm -hmm. about physics or whatever. Like, yeah, now when you find your passion, you can so much learn more. But you and me, like if we wanted to learn 10 years ago, we were in school or whatever. Yeah. You want to learn more? Yeah, go, uh, get the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and it'll have like this much on India. The yeah. capital is New Delhi. And, and there is Calcutta. And then there is, the, you know, like what? Population of so-and-so billion or whatever. Yeah. Because exactly. yeah. so that's, that's, that's what I like about like, podcasts like yours and other ones is like you, you give that perspective so people can like wait i'm not just learning the facts i'm actually learning mm -hmm. about people from there so that's really cool yeah yeah because i've if you were to watch when i started my culturals compared to how they are now they've changed because i started as that question like i heard about this can you tell me about that can you tell me about like festivals you know, india has a whole bunch of religious festivals and everything like that so it was like a point to point point blah 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 and I remember I edited, I don't remember what episode, but I edited it and I was like, it sounds so robotic. You know, yeah. it was just question, 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 answer, answer, answer. And I was like, I don't, I'm not happy with the way this is. So I switched it up and I figured, well, I have this individual who's just a regular everyday person. Instead right. of going, hey, do you know about this? Or what can you tell me about that? I was like, just tell me your view how you see where you stay, where you live, your culture. And I'm now, it's now more towards that everyday man's opinion. So again, like I've spoken with four to five people from India and they're from different parts. And like you said, uh, my episode with an individual from Karnataka is nothing like my individual from other areas, right? Totally night and day. But one of the things that when, when I spoke of culture shock, it's the architecture, the temples, the buildings, the ruins and everything. Whoa. Like growing up here in America, you learn about Roman architecture, Greek architecture, all those, you know, pristine white marble buildings and yeah. all that. But man, and they look great. They're gorgeous. But for me, in my opinion, when you mm -hmm. put Greek and Roman architecture and, and ruins and to Indian temples and the intricate detail, it's insane. And yeah. I remember my first episode with there's an artist over in India, Aditya Singh, who does some phenomenal. He actually did this and sent this to me. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's uh very chaotic he is his ideas and everything you can see it's very all over the place right yeah and um, 
And I'm like, where was this when I was in school? Where, where was all this? I'm like, I, I don't, I feel like I'm a child again in school because I'm like learning so much. I'm like, oh, oh, look at this temple. And I'm not even going to definitely right now attempt to pronounce them. So <laughs> I'm yeah, no, definitely not that good. <laughs> no, and that, that's just it. It's like once you start doing the research, it like drives you want, to want to learn more. Yes. I mean, one of the things when I look at guidebooks, I always start by reading the history of the country. Like that's why mm -hmm. I like the Lonely Planet books because one, they have really good maps, but two, they have a whole history of the country before. Because once you read through that, you get a, a better understanding of, of the people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, if you don't know, it's like, why is everything De Gaulle Street here in France? Well, in President De Gaulle, the Second World War, you know? Like, but I mean, it's a simple example, but you start to understand better, like, oh, now I understand. And then once you start traveling more and you learn about more cultures, you see how their history influences where they are today mm -hmm. and why you do certain things, you don't do certain things, you eat certain ways, you don't eat certain ways. And, 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 and with, for me, it's just so cool to learn about the culture side of it and the history and all those things. It just wants you to learn more and more and more. And therefore, mm -hmm. when you learn, like go to other countries, like, okay, what, what do you guys do about this? How do they, how do they celebrate that? You know, it really, yeah. it really, it gets you excited about it. Oh yeah, I've come out of an interview so many times and I've gone down to my wife. I was like, that was so much fun. That's awesome. That that was I can't wait, like I can't wait to get that one out and edit so I can share it with everybody else. Cause I've learned more in the last year about the world, just really in general, than I have probably five years. Cause I've been out of school for like almost a decade now. So the amount of knowledge I've been able to soak in and again, the friendships I've made, the people I've spoken to, it's one of the coolest, most amazing things. So I, I want to, awesome. oh man, it's, and again, for like the fourth time now, a big part of it is you. A big part of it is you is, is helping me understand that. So I'm sure you have a lot of firsthand knowledge about cultural misunderstandings and misrepresentations. So I want, I want to know what are some of the biggest ones you've come across that even you, when you were traveling, like on the flight to this country, you had this idea and then you get there and it's, you found out like, well, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I remember if I, if, I mean, I have to think back, back. I mean, there's sometimes I remember the first time I went to Paris, I was expecting everyone to be like rude and, and yes. you know, because you know, all oh, the French are so rude. The French are and I went there and I'm like, I was there with a girlfriend at the time and I'm like, these people are so nice. I'm like, this isn't what I was like that. And I was probably like 18 or 19 at the time. And that really mm -hmm. opened my eyes. I'm like, wait, these, they're nothing like those stereotypes we hear about how yes. rude the French are. Like they're freaking amazing, you know? And and, and there, there, there's that kind of thing that just changed it. But then there's, there's sometimes the funny things, like the, the countries where like, this is yes and this is yep. no. And, and you know, like, you know, like in Greece, you do this, it's like, that's bad. That's like, you know, not the middle finger, but it's something like that. And, yeah. and, and I'm like, wave, they're like, no, if you wave, just wave. Don't like wave like this because it gets taken the wrong way. Or um, I, did a, I did a poll about doing, uh, I was like, hey, do you want me to do a Don'ts of Athens video this Saturday? And the, it was a poll. So the first one was yes. And the second one was nah. And nah, mm -hmm. you think nah means no, but no, yeah. nah is yes in Greece. Uh, so so they were both yes. And so we were like, wait a minute. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, if you don't know, you're like, or, or there's other things, you know, like um, we were in Rwanda and my wife was waving like this to the kids, but 
this means come here. Okay. It's not because she, she's like, oh, wave like the don't wave like, don't like wave like this because that means come on over, come on over. So Yeah, that's similar to Japan because I work for a Japanese country and come here is yeah. that. If you do this, it's weird, but it's like yeah. that. Well, so I feel like I might put you on the spot here. Uh, so you don't have to answer the question, but I would love it if you did. You obviously have plenty of friends from around the world. But I want to know if you can, and I, I really want you to attempt to name of number one favorite country above all others, your favorite one. I think when I usually do this, it comes down to probably three places. Mm -hmm. Going back to Brazil, going to Italy, yes. or going to France. Like those three go together. If I had to take out my like family and friends kind of side, like just a place I like going, I think France probably comes in number one. Really? But since I have so many friends in Italy and Brazil that that, uh, it's like, because this is one of the things is now, when I travel, I travel to go see my friends. Right. And it's like, I mean, it's like, I know when we can travel again, I'm, I'm going to hit up Barcelona to see my buddy Magnus. I'm going to Lithuania to see Albi. I'm going to Italy to see Nando. I'm going to uh, England to see Dave. I'm going down to Brazil to see Giro and Berta. You know, I'm like, those are already set. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I, I'm going, you know, because I'm like, I, I want to go see them again, you know? And and it, it's funny because when I was younger, I traveled, it was like, where haven't I gone? You know, it's like, I want to get to new places. But yeah. now, it, you know, I've gotten older. It's like, it's, I, I still love seeing new places, but I'm like, dude, I haven't seen Nando for two years. You know, I haven't right. seen my buddy, you know, Alvi for, like, my buddy Alvi and I, he would, we would always kind of, he lives in Lithuania and I used to live there. We, we literally had dinner together five nights a week when I mm -hmm. lived there. Like, he, we were both, we were two single dudes and, and you, know, <laughs> you know, like, you, you want to get dinner? Sure, dude, let's go. Like, and so, yeah. we, and, and so he and I, you know, 2014, I was teaching in Belgium. 2015, I went to Lithuania to see him. So we were making it a point to see each other. And now we haven't had that for a while because yeah. last year got canceled because of everything. And so, so like for me, it's where I can see my people is where I really want to go. Right. But I mean, if, I that, that... Out, if I take the people out, I, I probably had the most fun in France and Italy just mm -hmm. because the food, the sites, the kind of like atmosphere there. I mean, mm -hmm. I've always, I mean, Germany's always been close to my heart. I went to school then I lived there. Uh, but that's again, goes into the people because I speak German, right. so I get to meet the people. So, but like as a standalone, I think, I think that's the, the winner as of today. <laughs> as of today. Yeah. For me, it will probably always be Scotland again, because for me, family and that's yeah. where my people came from. If I had to take that away, and this is going off of just what I know from people I've spoken to. For me, it's going to be India. Just because every... Yeah. And I, I will say Brazil's a close second. Definitely a close second. Because I did an episode with uh, an individual from Brazil who makes his own pizza. And, like, I don't know. I got pizza shirt. One of the reasons I oh, picked this this from um, Aditya is it's got a pizza in it. Yeah. And because he lives in Sao Paulo. And yeah. one, one of the things I loved about that episode is they have like 6,000 plus pizzerias. And I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Let me tell you about the, did you tell about the Rick and Jao they put on the, like there's the, there's like the chocolate pizza. 
It's made yes. in Brita. They talk about Rekejao. It's like this. It it's related to like a liquidy cream cheese. Okay, I think yes. I think he yeah. did speak about that because my guy yeah. down there is Eduardo, yeah. and he loves cheese. He makes his own cheese. He's trying to make a subscription business to like you know buy and sell cheese like that. And oh man, yeah. When he posts pictures of his cheese, I'm just like salivating at the mouth. I'm like, can you ship that to the <laughs> states for me? I would love yeah. to try that. Yeah. But it would probably be India again, just strictly the architecture. Like I would love to just like bask in the intricate details of all those temples. They have you know a whole bunch of uh, statues, and that's. Just even when I'm thinking of it now, I, I'm just in awe because I can picture certain images I've recalled from talking oh, yeah. to these individuals. So that's yeah. Scotland, yep. takeaway yeah. family, and it's probably India and definitely Brazil, close second, 100%. Cool. Very cool. I've enjoyed this. Again, you've been a great inspiration and help to everything that I've come to know and love about traveling and culture and everything like that so for the fifth time probably not the last as i'll say it again i'm sure before we officially end this thank you again <laughs> for everything for walter's world thank jocelyn next time you talk to her for her love of food and she has a love of history and ancient history which is a big love of mine as well so definitely shout out to simply jocelyn everybody gotta watch that as well get her ball rolling but Mark, is there anything you would like to say? You have the the floor is yours right now. No, I just if you if you want to learn more about honest travel and where to go around the world, just check us out at WaltersWorld.com or just go on YouTube and look up Walters World, W-O-L-T-E-R-S World, and uh, you'll see a guy with a bald head and ponytail who's a little bit on the porky side who will gladly <laughs> give you the most honest travel advice possible. Yeah, and I, I want to ask before we go, has anyone ever said that you sort of look like Andrew Zimmern? I've got, I have had that one once. I, I usually get more uh, Mario Batali. Yeah, because you do have more hair than Andrew, or Andrew doesn't have hair at all. So yeah, I can see the more the Mario. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again. Actually, I, dre I dressed up like Mario Batali like five or six years ago. Um, for Halloween one year. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, I, and that actually, that was funny. When I, you were, we would go down to Savannah, and when I go down there, people would stop because Paula Jean was down there, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so it was down there. And so like, oh, this is probably like 2014, 15, something, something like that. There's like two or three people that came up to me. And they thought I was him because they had gone to like Paula Jean's restaurant, and they're like, oh, the cooking channel, or the Food Network, yeah. or whatever. He was on there too, and they're like, they, they, they do this. They look at me, and then they look down, and yep, I was look for the Crocs. And they're like, oh, I knew you weren't him once I saw you didn't have the Crocs on. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the giveaway right there. You got to have the Crocs on. <laughs> well, again, Mark, thank you very much. Everyone check out Walter's World, Simply Jocelyn as well. And Thanks, whenever man. we're able to fly and travel, definitely get onto them and get an idea about where you're going. Like you said, this honest travel information has helped me a lot. I'm sure he's helped plenty of other people as well. So yeah, Mark, once again, thank you very much. And you take care of yourself, sir. Thanks, Rad. You have a good one, buddy. All right, you too. Bye, everybody.